Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. In L.A., it was LeBron James, not Steph Curry, who provided the Hollywood ending. The Grizzlies almost let their opportunity slip away. Plus, what is the future of Tony LaRusso? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It is hard for sporting events to live up to the hype, especially this early in the postseason. But the Lakers pulled out a 103-100 win in a thriller. LeBron James hits a shot from deeper than deep to win and get that seven seed in the play-in. Joining me now from Locked On Warriors, Wes Goldberg and Wes, when you look at this game, the Warriors went toe-to-toe with the defending champs, a team that I think a lot of people are going to pick to beat the two-seed Suns. Does this game change anything about the way that you feel about the Warriors going forward in the postseason and their ability to maybe spring an upset here? Well, first of all, you, you mentioned kind of getting the game that the that the NBA may have wanted, LeBron James versus Steph Curry. LeBron hits that game-winning three-pointer with who else but Steph Curry closing out on him. I mean, it put two of the biggest stars on a stage one-on-one. LeBron hits that game-winner, uh, and, and the Warriors never get an opportunity to answer because they commit their 20th turnover of the game. But uh, no, I, I don't think that this changes my impression of what Golden State is. They lost in a really close game, a game that they could have won, against a team that's still favorites to to come out of the West, which is, is pretty crazy considering that they're in this play-in tournament. So, um, no, I, I think what you saw from the Warriors was Steph Curry scoring 37 points, Andrew Wiggins scoring 21 points, and a bunch of guys still contributing, but losing to what is ultimately a superior team. And, and like I said, might end up being the favorites in the West anyway. I was actually, if anything, very impressed with the Warriors being able to uh, challenge the defending champs the way they did. How much during this game, or or even now, how much are you thinking, okay, well, they just took the Lakers, and it's just a one-game sample, right? But Clay Thompson coming back, James Wiseman, maybe you can use some of their draft capital to add a player that, that, hey, the Warriors, Steph Curry is still a guy who can, in these big moments, elevate Draymond Green defensively was an animal once again, that this team could be right back in this position next year, not in the play-in necessarily, but challenging a team like the Lakers in the West. I mean, you look at Steph, again, 37 points on 12 of 23 shooting, 6 of 9 from three-point range, and doing it with hard double teams every single time down the court. Uh, What he has done, I don't think anybody else in this league right now or in the history of the NBA could do what he did. He is lifting these warriors in a way that nobody could ever um, have anticipated. And uh, I think, I I think what we're seeing from Steph is just like this whole other version of him, maybe the best ever version of him. And you're absolutely right. Next year, he's going to have more help and the warriors should be right back to where they want to be because they found a blueprint. If anything, they found a blueprint this season. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, the Memphis Grizzlies almost let their playoff chances slip away. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. 
Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet. You can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. With the NBA play-in games and the Stanley Cup playoffs going on, baseball must be feeling left out because last night there was another no-no. This is Stacy Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and tonight was a historic night in Yankee land. Tyler Wade hit a triple and contributed to the win. That's the most important thing that happened tonight. Nothing else happened that we need to discuss. Okay, fine. We'll talk about Corey Kluber because Corey Kluber went out and threw a no-hitter. It's the second no-hitter in two nights in Major League Baseball. It's the fourth one this month. It's only May 19th. We still have, what, 12 days left of this month? Hello? Something's wrong with baseball. There shouldn't be this many no-hitters, but I'm happy the Yankees have one again because the last time the Yankees had a pitcher go out and no-hit a team, it was technically a perfect game, it was David Cohn nearly 22 years ago. So yeah, it's been a while, Yankee fans. Celebrate. Speaking of LeBron, not one, not two, but three overtime games so far between the Caps and the Bruins. What is up, Bruins fans? It's Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins. And the Black and Gold did it once again, defeating the Washington Capitals in Game 3 of their first-round playoff series, this time needing double overtime. Uh, the Bruins dominated the first overtime period and got a lucky break as Ilya Samsonov misplayed the puck behind the Capitals' net, leading to a Craig Smith wraparound goal busted out the Superman celebration, and he is the hero on this night. It was Brad Marchand who tied the game for the Bruins, and Taylor Hall scored one of the nicest goals I've ever seen a Bruins score in the playoffs to uh, give them the offense that they needed to take a 2-1 series lead heading into Game 4 against Washington Friday in Boston. The Nashville Predators have had seven power play opportunities. That should mean a lot of scoring, right? Mm, not so much. Hey everyone, Matt Best here from Locked On Predators. And we knew going into this playoff series that the Nashville Predators offense was going to be the key to at least squeaking out a win or two. What we didn't know is that if given seven power play opportunities, they would muster up a total of zero goals, which is uh, completely unacceptable at this point of the season. You look at the uh, Hurricanes penalty kill and it just looked more lethal than a power play. Now ask yourself, when was the last time you could actually say that a team's penalty kill 
looked more lethal than a team's power play. Everyone knew going into this series that the Predators' anemic offense kinda needed to wake up and prove that they can beat more than the bottom-feeding teams in the Central Division. Down two games, looking at a third game here in a couple days, uh, it's not looking great for these Predators. Special teams and offense, as silly as it sounds, is the key, plain and simple, to this team's success. They haven't found either in two games so far. The PJ Championship tees off today at Kiowa Island's Ocean Course. Some notable groupings today, Rory McIlroy, winner of the PJ Championship twice since 2012, including when it was last played at Kiowa, is paired with fellow PJ Champion Justin Thomas and Brooks Kapka at 8.33 Eastern, plus three PJ Champions Phil Mickelson, Jason Day, and Patrick Harrington will go off at 1.14. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. A huge slate of Stanley Cup playoff games, and all of them are one-and-a-half-point spreads. The Tampa Bay Lightning are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Florida Panthers. The New York Islanders are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Montreal Canadiens. Plus, the Vegas Golden Knights are one-and-a-half-point favorites, you guessed it, against the Minnesota Wild. Get the NBA, the NHL, MLB, PGA, and of course everything in between. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all your gambling needs. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The play-in tournament in the NBA got off to a bit of a rough start on Tuesday, but Wednesday turned things around. The Memphis Grizzlies held off a late run by the San Antonio Spurs to win 196. And now they get the pleasure of taking on Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Joining me now from Locked on Grizz, Sean Coleman. And Sean, this was a game like so many for the Grizzlies. They get balanced scoring. They get Jonas Valanciunas, who is still quietly really, really good night in and night out. He goes for 23 and 23. What was the difference in this game for the Grizzlies? Well, the difference in this game for the Grizzlies was just the fact that, you know, number one, I'm going to be honest with you, the Spurs don't have a Steph Curry, though they did have a DeMar DeRozan. But a big thing that stepped, stood out as well is that the Spurs' style of play plays to the Grizzlies' strengths. The Grizzlies once again struggled from three. The Grizzlies once again struggled off the bench. But their inside play was where they were able to make up the difference, and it was the defense. And the big thing about it was in this, Peter, was that the two best players in the game, both offensively and defensively, were Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks, his effort on defense, and especially limiting DeMar DeRozan, and then obviously, as you said, just the continued presence of Jonas Valanciunas, who's raised up to you know a, a new level this year, but it's his consistency at that level that really stood out. It was having the best players on the court for the second half, plus the team defense stepping up when it needed to. We also just saw this matchup with the Warriors and the Grizzlies late in the regular season to set up these play-in matchups, and and the Grizzlies played the Warriors tough. They made Steph work for it, even though, of course, he got his points. If Dylan Brooks doesn't foul out of that game, maybe it looks a little bit differently. How do you see this game playing out differently, if at all, this time around? I think the Grizzlies still have their best offensive stretch that they've had over the past few weeks in them. You know, before, whenever their seasons is, I still think we're going to see it. The big key is that Dylan, I think, is going to do a pretty effective job compared to what others can do against Steph. 
where we're going to have to make the difference is somebody else is going to have to step up offensively to support Dylan and Jonas. The bench is going to have to find its rhythm once again, and the Grizzlies are going to have to shoot threes. In that game on Sunday, the Spurs, I mean, excuse me, the Warriors not only out-hustled us, that's another big thing. We're going to have to be the more energetic team, but they outshot us from three, 15 to six. We're going to at least have to make double digits in threes to have a chance to get Steph and the Warriors. Coming up, what is the future of Tony LaRusso? Our Q of the Day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have nine incredible base flavors. Coconut almond is my favorite of the classics, but I also love the double chocolate, the salted caramel, and they have these limited edition flavors that basically always sell out because they are that Good. These things are all covered in 100% chocolate and yet low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber so that they are healthy. They are actually putting something good into your body that also tastes delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. 76-year-old Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa was upset with his rookie after he was hit by a pitch because of basically a he-started-it kind of ideology, in my opinion, placing the unwritten rules of baseball ahead of his own player. Joining me now from Locked on White Sox, Herb Lawrence and Herb, I look at it this way. This is an old-school manager managing in an old school way saying he didn't have a problem with the way the twins handled this situation, essentially saying it's fine that, that they threw at my guy. What is the future for a a manager who treats his players this way? Usually this player or this manager would get fired immediately. If he lost the locker room, like he did the other day when he lost to the white Sox uh, locker room, even a guy who might be a Lieutenant in Lance Lynn who came out and said, you're throwing a play, a position player out there. There are no rules. There's no unwritten rules there. If you're giving up, we're not supposed to give up. And if we hit a home run, cool. So he threw him under the bus and said that, you know, Lance Lynn is in the locker room and I'm in the office. So that should tell you all you need to know. That usually would be over, game over. But he's a Hall of Fame manager. It's one of the first times this has ever happened where you come back after you've made the Hall of Fame. And he's a made man with Jerry Reinsdorf. So, Usually a GM would step in and say, that's enough, you're gone. But this dynamic is Jerry Reinsdorf gets to make the choice of Tony LaRusso managing the team, and also he gets to make the choice of if he dismisses him, and I don't think Jerry has the gall to to dismiss him again after he did in 86 or allowed Hawk Harrelson to do it. So it would have to take Tony LaRusso wanting to step away and not liking this situation and saying, I'm a Hall of Fame manager, I don't need any of this garbage. Is it just, you think, guys like Larusa who are keeping the, the so-called unwritten rules alive? Or do you think some of the younger players and younger managers are in for this stuff? Is the future of the game just letting some of these guys age out? Yeah, but there's some young guys like Chris Woodward out in Texas last year threw a whole hissy fit about Tatis hitting 3-0 right. a lot. And his own manager, Jace Tingler, was not very a, a, very much a fan of what Tatis did as a guy who used to be in the Texas organization. So, yeah, I hope that those are the exceptions, not the rule going forward, because P- 
people are liking having fun. The face of baseball right now is Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Tim Anderson is on the other baseball game of RBI baseball. This is where the game is going. Fun, fun, fun. Enjoying yourself, celebrating your wins. Trevor Bauer got a huge deal, and that guy celebrates all his things, doing the tre- uh, the uh, Conor McGregor walk after a strikeout. And he doesn't <laughs> mind when guys get him. He actually gets mad when guys are just get stoic and drop their bat and run around the bases. Him and Tim had a little talk about that. So these guys are still in the game, and they're younger, but I think they're on the minority of this. People want to have fun. Young players want to have fun. Viewers want to have fun. So that's what has ruined everything since is Tony La Russa's attitude. And we were just all enjoying the best team in baseball at the time. Now we got to talk about his old stodgy ways. Earlier this year, the Utah Jazz announced they would give out four-year scholarships for every win they earned this season. They ended up winning 52 games. And so on Wednesday, the Jazz tweeted out a video of players calling to tell the recipients of the scholarships exactly what they were getting. It's a tearjerker that will make you smile. You can find the video at Utah Jazz on Twitter. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Friday, a full recap of day one at the PJ Championship. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.